radio business is a shallow and cruel money trench. A long plastic hallway where thieves and pimps run free and good men die like dogs. And there's also a negative side. And we've survived three years on the air. <laughs> Today is our third anniversary. I'm Dean Young, and we are about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're tuning in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And today marks three years on the air. Three years in Canadian radio, right? Yay! Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a lifetime. Wow. Yeah. They don't know we're on this station. That's how we're still we're still afloat. <laughs> and, of course, today we're going to share some of our favorite memories from the show with some of our favorite friends of the show. And, of course, some uh, stories and memories of our own Sandra Carusi, the lady who started it all. On the panel today, we have a friend of the show, Tim Steves. Writer, comedian, and hey. actually, Tim, you were on the very first episode. The very first step. Three years ago today. Yeah. Wild. Right? Yes. And maybe your career has grown and blossomed and changed ever since. It's we're kind of floundered. We're doing the same thing. <laughs> we're still here. Returning friend of the show, Martha Chavez, joins us. Hello. I think you're one of our most frequent guests over the years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I came like... Three or four times. Yeah, you're like our Alec Baldwin on here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't punched anybody. You haven't punched the, anybody. <laughs> no nasty voicemails. No. It's been all pleasant. Uh, and of course, special guest, very special guest, we brought back one of our interns, our original intern, Alicia Carusi, and of course, niece of the one and only Sandra Carusi. Yay. The legend the only lives niece. on. <laughs> the only niece. Sandra used to make that very clear. <laughs> That's true. And actually, uh, so we should mention, you t interned with us here on Inside Jokes. I did. And that's how you cut your teeth and then started your own radio career Yep. because of this show. So what did she say to you when you first said, I think I want to give this thing a try. I want to go into radio. Well, I mean, we're very alike in terms of being obviously cruisy women, Pisces, but she's more of a sales shark and I'm a little bit more of like a, you know, creative mind, a more behind the scenes kind of person rather than like bite your head off and like give me your money. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, that, I, yeah, I expressed that, you know, I always admired like everything that she used to do and tell me about everything in the industry, all of her friends and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I would really like to get into more of like the creative side of things. So she basically gave me an internship on this show, able to, um, you know, help out around the studio, but then transition into um, being more of like a writer for for the dating and relationship show, which That's is right, one of yeah. the other ones, right? So it all worked out and I got to see exactly the kind of person she was. Other <laughs> yeah. than at family gatherings. <laughs> yeah. No, the boss. Always yeah. the boss. That's good. You cut your teeth here and then go where there's actual money to be made. Yeah. Uh, but we did have a cake budget today. I want to say a shout out to our producer, <laughs> Vince Tedesco. Yes. I want to ask him, do you remember, because we have some pretty good Sandra Carusi stories today. Do you remember your first encounter with the cruiser how did you get roped into doing the that show? very first time was uh i think it was at yuck yucks yeah like on a saturday night and i was doing a couple of sets and she came out to me afterwards and she's very convincing <laughs> yeah. you know you don't you don't you, say no to her no you no. don't you know, it's very hard to find a no when she lays it on because she's always coming correct you know she was always very no bullshit obviously yeah right? very much to the point very direct yeah. i still feel her in the studio Mm -hmm. every week to of course day. you would yeah you know i come yeah. in to do the show and i'm like she's watching i gotta be careful you know yeah. i still feel that it's very must, much it's got to be a tough hole to fill man because she was something else for sure it is yeah. and this you know inside jokes was of course and for me it was great coming back and doing this show with an old friend i mean sandra mm -hmm. you know we were a sort of 
copywriter and sales partner back in the day, a decade ago back in the Hamilton days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always feared her for sure back then, <laughs> but learned a lot from her too. Right. She was sort of... With me, she was sweet. I never feared the Caroons. She totally was. And she would t- sort of take you under her wing. I remember I was this sort of, I was a couple of years into radio at the time, you know, and I, there was two of us copywriters there back then. So I wrote a couple things for Sandra and then she goes, it was almost like trying to bribe me, but she goes, I don't want that other writer touching any of my stuff. Ever uh-huh. again. I just want you on all my stuff from now. So just whatever you have to do to make that happen. And that was it. I just listened to her and just did it. So it was great coming back to do this show, mm-hmm. you know, host a show with my old friend. And for Sandra, it was, this was totally separate from her, her life sales. in sales yeah. and all that stuff. This was like, Sandra just loved comedy and was a comedy fanatic. Yeah. Yeah. And just wanted to promote it on the air because there's not, at the time, actually, there wasn't a ton of that in Canada. There's a little bit more now. So she sort of started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And much like Canadian comedy, we're somehow still on the air to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really know you how. know that I uh, that I came actually after I got the Canadian Comedy Award on the 4th of June was the last time I saw her. Yeah. And she was skinny, skinny. And of course, I, I, I covet to be skinny. <laughs> and I said, you skinny b-. <laughs> and she goes, uh, and she goes, but no, she said, it's, it, the cancer came back. Yeah. It was a sad day, kind of like a, you know, I, I knew kind of. Well, but she always powered through. Like this yeah. show was, didn't she matter what was going on. This was like Sandra's drive was come in and do this show. Does, yeah. Nothing else matters on Tuesday. Come in and do this show. We're going to come back with some of our favorite moments from the show throughout the three years. Of course, some cruiser stories and a kind of an update on what's happening in Canadian comedy three years later, because it feels like a lot has changed recently. So we'll come back with our panel right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. This is a show that explores everything to do with comedy, because I think we all have a natural fascination for the craft. This show has come because many years ago when I started in comedy in the 90s, I wanted to be a star. And then I tried out for the uh, Yuck Yuck Search for funniest comic and i realized uh that i did really well and then when i went up to do it again i bombed Mm. which is life's biggest lesson you could do everything good once but Mm. to keep doing it's different and i think comedy is one of the toughest forms of entertainment Uh, many people will say that and i know my first guest will attest to that and we're going to get behind the joke and talk about comedy i know a lot of people out there always ask questions when they heard even at my small rookie level of comedy they always ask a lot of questions and that's why we wanted to do the show to just inform you the first guest funny enough when we go back i started at yuck because i bombed and so i was too embarrassed to go back so i went to laugh resort on lombard street back then mm-hmm. which is now absolute comedy and i saw this comic who was really i loved his style because he's a little crass but not too much he was just edgy and he was really cute too and uh, the guest, and it's my first guest today, and he doesn't know this, so he's thinking, oh no, she's a stalker. She got me in here and tells me this now. <laughs> the dude is the pride of Sussex, New Brunswick. Wow. Tim Steve's been performing stand up since the age of 19, you young long, thing. Long time. Long time. Hey, you, I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Nailed it. Welcome back. You're tuning in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And if you're just listening in, this is our three-year anniversary. Three years on the air. Right? Yeah. We can woo that. That's great. That's like a lifetime in in Canadian radio. Yeah. As soon as they find out we're on this station, that's it. It's We're we're canceled, but we hope that that's (laughs) keeping a head down approach. Canadian comedy, they're plugging that. But we need to. It's an important thing. And, of course, we were talking before the break. Sandra Carusi, who started it all, this was... Her mission in life with mm-hmm. this show was, 
highlight these people that because we have Tim Steves and Martha Chavez with us. You guys know better than anyone in the panel today. Canadian comics know each other, yeah. but it's such an endless <clears throat> struggle to get Canadians to pay attention to what we're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're like household names to each other and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But it also depends on the audiences. It is it's a vicious circle. They will go and pay to go see Wanda Sykes at the Sony Center. Yeah. And and I and I won't go and see Tim Steve or Marta Chavez at the Sony Center, although we could play in her league. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we are not a household name. I, I don't even think she is a household name, but it's just an example. The audiences always prefer the Americans. So of course bookers have to 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 consider who they book that will bring them the revenue. Yeah. It's a vicious circle. And, it, I wish and, and that it's we... just in general, it's hard to get people out yeah. it totally is, in yeah. 2018 for anything. Yeah. Right? People are jaded. People have seen it all five times, and they've got a 75-inch screen at home with yeah. 19 speakers and a real comfy couch. It's hard to pry people out just in general. Well, and Netflix. I was going to say, that's yeah. a really good it's point. because Stay home yeah. and bin you can binge watch as much stand-up as you want or anything else. So it's just really hard to get people out. And it's such a double-edged sword. It's funny you should say that because you know we've talked on this show before about how you know over the last few years, everybody's saying, well, Netflix made stand-up cool again. People love stand-up again. Yeah, but they're sitting at home and smoking pot and watching these specials. Yeah, there's a give and take to that. It's, so, it's the same as when I was a kid and just yeah. starting out and Evening at the Improv exploded. And yeah. that was the first peek behind the curtain from home. Yeah. And we and that was a that, comics argued about the value of that, good and bad, yeah. right? On the one hand, that's, you know, great, making stand-up more prevalent or whatever. But on the other hand, now they don't have to come out. Well, as, and as for, much, you know. and but there for you, is nothing I mean, like seeing a live. Yeah, I mean that's show. the that's the one nothing. ace we have. That's, yeah, that's like the ace experience. we have up our sleeve is that when you do come to live comedy, it's nothing like you can get at home in no. any in any way. It's, right? That's right, and it's totally you know there's that, and we were talking before the show today, me and Martha, about that sort of element of danger because when you go out right. and see live stand up. It's completely organic, and anything can happen in that moment. Right. You watch this stuff at home, and it's well, that's been chopped and yeah, you know, cleaned yeah. up, and of course, edited and post-producted, you know, yeah. the whole bit. You yeah. know, the sound is the whole thing, right? Whereas uh, live, anything can happen, and often does, and sometimes will, and and sometimes not well. <laughs> well, <laughs> nothing, that's the thrill of it. Nothing major, though, has a, has anything major like happened to you on stage? Oh, sure. Sure. Well, I mean, 34 years of it, right? So oh, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. one time when I was young, we were at uh, Station 10 in Montreal, this place where we do uh, new material on a Sunday night, right? Uh -huh. And this guy who came to the stage, and he was going to kill me. So <laughs> I, I, uh, he was coming to kill me. Yeah. And he looked capable of getting it done. So I picked up the mic stand and popped him in the chest with the base of the <laughs> mic stand. And he went back through about 10 tables, and I went back through the kitchen. I was gone. I was a ghost. I yeah. was just gone. Through, back through the kitchen. We'll just skip Station 10 for a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, yeah, yeah you, you can't get that in the writer's room. And you can't get that in radio either, Alicia. That's like the element of danger. But I mean, that that's uh, yeah. over thousands of times on stage, you're going to have one or two of those. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're putting yourself out there. And I think for audiences, and that's an important thing to remind people is, Sometimes some of the best comedy comes in that moment where all of a sudden a comic, a seasoned comic that knows what to do with it, has to handle this train wreck. Comes the, mo at them. the moment is the most important. I think what happens in the moment 
is the most imp- don't you think? Yeah, is the most delicious thing of of stand up comedy for the comic and the audiences. That's and and what you can pretend. Right. That happened in the moment because we, when we began doing stand up, I thought you know these people are geniuses mm-hmm. that yeah. they, they come with off the cuff remarks, and then you see a headliner four times on the same weekend, right. and you realize that there is such a thing as fake spontaneity. Right, and they've got some tools the in the toolbox they can pull yeah. out when necessary. When they one need thing to. that Martha does so great, and this is what you're talking about, is st- is one thing to have a nice set and a a nice polished act but if you can stay in the moment and be on the spot yeah yeah then that's where the gold lies i you love know. to be in the moment martha's very good at that she's Thank not you. gonna and you're very good at everything else <laughs> and that's the thing that we <laughs> you're need very to good at that too at well the I, moment. I strive to like try to yeah. you know you're doing your set fair enough you've written this act yeah but you got to try to find other like I, I make the analogy of a football team I got to get some points off special teams today yeah. I can't just run the offense I got to knock a ball loose I got to dive into the scorers table I got to find a way to mm-hmm. you know put some points up that aren't just running the yeah. offense we'll, we'll come back with more of that and that's that's one thing that's good to remember is that you know everybody and their dog has a Netflix special right now it's, it's very true. easy to it's shoot true. one you could do it yeah. at any you know make it look nice please you can do shoot that at home. one for me yeah. yeah we'll do that for you <laughs> if you're listening you Robbie Prow we need a Netflix special <laughs> you have to see the natural thing we're going to come back with more of that Three years in, right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. What's the shelf life on these jokes, or even like on Canadian Air Force when you're Royal Canadian okay, Air Force sorry, when you're yes, there? Okay, sorry, yes, I'll be serious about this. No, the no, 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 we're not. I, this is great. <laughs> I never want to cut off a comedian. No, 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 me. I mean about Air Force. I'll be okay, serious Air Force. about it. So what's the shelf life? Okay, so we're talking about a lot of political Yesterday. stuff now. Right. Yesterday's yeah. done. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen an Air Force, and no offense on Air Force, I've got lots of those otherwise, but have you ever seen an old 22 Minutes or an old Saturday Night Live when they do the jokes in the middle from the mm. 80s or the 90s? Mm. And so many of them are like, what's he talking about? Who's this guy? I don't right. understand yeah. this. Who gives a hell about, uh, you know, in this case, Stefan right. Dion, who I used to impersonate. If I did that now, no one would even know who it was. You're right. So Sarah Starkman wrote, writes for Huffington Post and um, uh, wrote an article. What if we renamed feminism to make it gender neutral? <gasps> Because because you think the word feminism has certain connotations that's changed or evolved over time. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't Martha, that mean, well, like... It's funny that femi- when women are called feminists, they uh, they, they they say it as a uh, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like when, Latin when, for lesbian but, with armpit but, hair. Yeah. No one like wants to go near it. But when men are called feminists. But isn't that like calling chocolate cake delicious neutral? I mean, it doesn't really work. It's either (laughs) feminism or it's masculinism. We don't even have that word because the whole thing is a paradigm. It's evolved who, what feminism is has evolved. This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Three-year anniversary special. So we have a mixed bag of panel on the show today. <laughs> Two of our favorite comics, Tim Steves. Mixed bag, right? The mixed bag The panel. mixed bag panel. Tim yeah. Steves, who joined us on our very first episode three years yeah. ago Crazy. today. Wow. You know, and I want to recap on some of what's happened in Canadian comedy over the last three years and what's happened on the show. Great friend of the show, Martha Chavez, in studio with us. Hello. With certainly some stories about performing in... A wide variety of places and for different audiences. There's something I want to touch on there. And of course, we have Alicia Carusi, who Hello. began your 
career in radio on this show. Right here in this room. Right here in this room. Now you're out there (laughs) making actual money. And you inherited that drive from the late, great Sandra Carusi, who's, of course, your aunt, uh, who sort of... I don't know. Did she coax you into the radio business or was it always something for you? No, it was more like, hey, you do something cool. Can you teach me about it and bring me with you? And then she brought me here and I saw how everything went and how much of a superstar she really was, even though I knew like a little bit. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, like, can I be involved in your life? Like, this is great. Yeah. And so Tuesdays were a special day for us, not only because of this show, but just because obviously all the other shows that were happening as well as like just getting to spend that bonding time with her, like bringing her here and helping her afterwards and stuff like that. But um, no, yeah, I was the one that was like, you know, I didn't really like what I was doing before. I always knew that you weren't in the family business, the Carusi family business. This is her own business. So I wanted to be more like her. I wanted to be more involved. And I mean, we're both kind of like so Pisces that it's annoying. So we just kind of had like a bond. <laughs> yeah, because you got to, well, you got to see the cruiser in her natural habitat, oh, right? I mean, everybody yeah. in this business knew the Sandra Carusi. Yeah. The cruiser. She was the cruiser, you know. <laughs> cruiser, yeah. Everybody in Canadian com- radio knew Sandra Carusi for sure, and that's a big part of how this show started. But I want to touch on uh, something we were talking about a little bit before the break. Um, you know, what, what, how the landscape of comedy has changed over the last three years that we've been on the air. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about how, you know, people are now just binge watching these Netflix specials. But when you go out to a show, when you go out and see a comic do what they do live on stage, Mm -hmm. there's this uncertainty to it. You don't know what could happen. You don't know who's in the crowd. You don't know what, maybe that comic, you know, broke up with their girlfriend on the way to the show you don't know what's going to happen on stage that night right what the vibe is there's that electric natural thing in the air in that room yeah but we we kind of like learn to predict yeah depending yeah. on where you or like if you went to that place yeah to like, the station 10 station 10 you yeah. knew or if you go to a bar in when uh, you, yeah when you walk in you it, you feel it, it. you almost become like some sort of a Psychic. wild wild animal that can smell <laughs> the room you know what i mean you, can, you just get yeah. a real good vibe for the crowd you can tell if if you're in for trouble or not, yeah, <laughs> you know, you go. Oh, I better get the whip in the chair out for this, you know, or they're, yeah. they're you know, it's I like mean, a matador. You yeah. can, it's, you can feel yeah, it. There's a bit you of that, yeah, yeah, and you're sort of riding this wave while you're up there, you know, and it's sort of yeah. And if you you're lucky enough and... to be going on last, uh, and at, at yeah. our age we often are, yeah. Uh, yeah, then you get the advantage of seeing, <laughs> you get the advantage of seeing what's going on before you, before yeah. it's your turn, right? And how so to you can, play it. yeah, so you, you come can, up with you your can, game plan. Yeah, you can game plan as you were approaching, uh, you know, post time to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to switch the opening to this because of the way things are tonight or whatever. You know, yeah. well for you guys because you've both traveled around extensively, you've both been in this game for decades. You've seen all the shit you can see. Pretty much. Uh, but for for you guys, what are the worst kind of crowds to play to? What is the worst I hate, setting? I hate being interrupted all night. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, obviously, right? Yeah, like, yeah. if somebody's just yelling out... Yes. You know, some hammered person is just yelling out indiscriminately off often, then that's the real drag, you know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody is having fun and they beak off two or three times in 45 minutes... They're probably not going to get the gears from me very hard, right? Yeah. But if it's every three minutes and I'm trying to get through 45 minutes, we're going to have a problem, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. No, I, exactly. I I have not been heckled, per se, in 20 professional years of career and five amateur careers. I haven't been really heckled, but heckling is interpreted in other ways, too, like 
people that constantly talk. Right, you might just have a trouble table that... That, looks, that they are talking among themselves. Yeah, they're just yeah. having Mardi Gras at table number four. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and we that, had that in Sudbury like uh, two weeks ago. They they listened to me for 20 minutes and then off. Then the, the drinks kicked right, in and then... Right. Rah, rah, rah. So I just have to fill my time with the few people that were listening because focus, I am contractually... Yeah, you, you just focus on the people that you do yeah. have and try to get through it. Well, that's mean? the tricky thing about it, right? Because you're kind of... The whole art of stand-up is you're asking a room full of people to pay attention. It's very yeah. unu- It's minutes. a very unusual thing to yeah. do, it for is. starters. Well, let's admit that. Like, it How many is. times have you been driving to work, Martha, <laughs> and you're just like, what is it I do? Yeah. What am I going to do when I get there? Like, exactly. what the? What, what is the, it I do? What yeah. am I doing? I'm going down to a, a room with 250 people. I'm going to talk to them for most <laughs> yeah. of an hour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This, is, this is, how did I end up doing this? You know the I mean? other day at the Nubian show, the Nubian Disciples of Prior show, which yeah. is that. That's so good. Kenny, Kenny, bro, you've yeah, done I've been, the, I've been the white show. guy on that show on that a couple show. times. Yeah. So good. So yeah. good. There was a lady that interrupted everybody. Mm-hmm. Like uh, talking back, like she, pe- pe- premise stepping, like they go like, you know, like you couldn't finish the joke and your timing right, right. is ruined and everything because she is talking and the headliner who is a sweetheart. Here, I'm not, not going to say his name, yeah. but he's a sweetheart. He lost it. He goes, this b- yeah. has not stopped talking the whole night. <laughs> right, right. And then the whole crowd start, started yelling as if we were in the Roman circus. Go, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. go. And like I could see the emperor with the thumb up. This is where like an eviction notice you know, you've got to, someone gets That's where somebody's got to get tossed. Yeah, you know, and we've, all, that. we've and all seen left. it. Yeah. And she left. Yeah. yeah, and some door people thrive on it. They love that stuff. They wait for that to happen. Uh, we're going to come back with more of this three years in right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The show about comedy. Why am I singing that? So dumb. You half sang it. You got to you know go what? all the way, man. I had the socks here. I'm yeah. a little kind of giddy, weirded out kind of because I grew up watching you on Much Music and uh, the Ed Sock Party. It was just fun because it was different and I was allowed to watch stuff on TV that wasn't normally on TV. Well, it's funny because the number of like people in their 20s were like, I used to watch you when I was three. And my, <laughs> and my parents said, don't. And they'd leave the room and I'd watch you on much music or my, my older sister yeah. or brother. And I would sit there watching, looking over. Because you're got, a puppet. I was the forbidden fruit. Yeah. They, didn't, they could watch any of the other human VJs, but don't watch that puppet. Don't watch Casey. you don't know what he's going to say. Hey, this is Ashley Moffat, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Cool, good? Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Three years on the air tonight. We've been on the air three years to the day. And I do also want to thank our sponsors, Hakeem Optical, for keeping us on the air this long. Your eyes can have it all. Yeah. At Hakeem oh, Optical. Remember when you used to sing, though? I, I still sometimes <laughs> sing. You said that like I'm like joyless now. Three yeah. years later. Like, you used to sing. You used to sing. You used yeah, to have a song in your heart. So yeah, joyful. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've aged horribly at three years. I have no more songs. Mm-hmm. No, we still love Hakeem Optical very much. Thank you to them for keeping us on the air. Helping you see comedy better. That was Sandra Carusi's tagline. I don't know if they ever bid on that, but we did it anyways every week. <laughs> I don't know if they like that one or not. Uh, we, of course, have friends of the show, Tim Steves and Martha Chavez, in studio with us. If you're just tuning in, I hope not, because we're halfway through the show here. And then Alicia Carusi, original intern, 
Now Radio Hotshot making her own career happen Woo. with a few tricks of the trade you picked up from your aunt Sandra Carusi. Yes, of yes. course. The cruiser. The cruiser. Still my one and only mentor and inspiration. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, that's probably one of the best of the best in Canadian radio that you could have had for sure. <laughs> 100%. And we're talking on the show today about some of some of the how the landscape in comedy has maybe changed and grown over the last three years oh. that we've been on the air. And in some ways, how stale has it stayed yeah. in Canadian comedy? A bit of both, right? Like a bit on, the, of both. on the one side, like I'm always impressed and sort of blown away when I go out to a mic, an open mic, yeah. or, and see the young people that are so amazing. Like, yeah. There's just boatloads of talent. Yes. Really. Like a lot of people, a lot of talented young people. Right. Uh, but if you just do shows for doing shows and doing hours and hours, that's right. That doesn't, it's like if you write the same joke that didn't work. Stand up, repeat, yeah. You know, Stand up's like university. It's what you make it. You yeah, can, you can yeah. go and just party and stay stoned and miss half your classes, or you can get at it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there's just a that's a wide range. And I think, yeah. and I think nobody nobody's perfect. Everybody, nobody. anyone would tell you they should have worked harder. They could have done things yeah. better. Yeah. Everyone has regrets about taking the the A door instead of the B door and all that stuff. Yeah. But if but you got to try. You know, that's the, you just got to try to write more. Try to keep the act as fresh as you can so that if somebody sees yeah. you this year, they can see you again next year. You know what I mean? Simple, and, simple as that. Yeah, and I, that's the thing I think a lot of you know newer comics should listen to, you guys who have been around for a while, is that don't try to rush into things. Because you also see a lot of no. now, somebody's got seven minutes and all of a sudden they're doing Winnipeg and two weeks later it's like, well, it's time to move to LA now. Right. <laughs> no, it's no, not. No, but, but, but I also would be very hesitant to tell any young person to not just kick any door oh, in you want. Oh, for sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. when, I see some guy, when I see somebody that's green making an album, I go, yeah, good for you. And you know yeah, what? Some I mean? people good have it. Good for you. I you mean, know? who cares? Like, I, I waited too long to try a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So if you're doing too early, I'm not going to be good busting your you. chops for that. Exactly. Yeah. Good for you. You're the one. Yeah, who's gonna cares? regret it? Who can, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is you make a bad first impression. But in Canada, that doesn't even matter. Yeah. Nobody's noticing anyway. So That's just true. so just go for it. Just well, go and for I it. think there's. I feel like there's sort of two different ways to approach it. It's some you know some comics are gonna somehow. It's a very rare statistic, but they're going to go and be that hot shot, that superstar comic, right? Sure. Or you can approach it like a trade. I mean, Tim, yeah. you've spent your entire career, when you're not on stage, you're in the writer's room, and yeah. you've carved out yeah. a living out of that. And I mean, that's the muscle for comics. If you're not a writer, you can't be a stand-up. And that's yeah. the one thing, and we were talking about yeah. this on the show before, it's you can't teach somebody to be a good writer. You can teach the skill set. Yeah. You can teach the technique and the trade and all that stuff, but if somebody doesn't have that writer's brain... It's, or, hard. it's not going to work. performing even. That's Sometimes the thing. Yeah. you have performers. Yeah. And, and, and then the writing comes secondary. And writing yeah. stand-up is a lot different than being in a room and writing yeah. For, yeah. writing for someone else's voice or for someone else's show, right? And when you're writing stand-up, you should really just be trying to spill your guts. And and find yeah. your voice. You know, like, and you I know. don't mean to come off like Lenny Bruce because I've got plenty of, <laughs> I got plenty of like, just set up punchline tag jokes in my act. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you should try to... Give yourself to the crowds in some way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, well, because when you're that's up what there, we were talking about way. how the live is better than on TV. Yep. That's really what we're getting down to. Like, you know, walk on and let's go. Like, what what's up? You and you I mean? and you figure yourself out in that process because when you go up on stage, you're right. Tim Steves. You're not anybody else. That's it. You bring your voice to that show, and that's it. There's only one Martha Chavez. You are there. You have your own unique yeah, stance. Yeah, but you know? Um, you, you know what? I think that your voice also matures and changes with you. Yeah. Your opinions, and uh, and also I think that 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 
in in my case at least i present a a character that i am on of, you know we are yes. all a character right everyone character. is a everyone's a bigger version of themselves, of themselves. Yeah. when they go up there yeah you're an extreme form of yourself but yeah. also the audience deserves that you translate yourself to them yeah not only like you know obviously from my language but i mean if you perform for very different audiences not only your niche audience right. you right. have to translate yourself to them Yeah. That's the, one of the most important tricks, I think, the, yes. in the, in the stand-up yeah. toolbox. And, and that's something I want to come back on. We'll come back after the break. That brings up a good point. We'll be right back with more Three <laughs> Years In, Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. In reference to like, the big shows, doing yes. like, the large theaters, I, I try to forget that I'm in a theater. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, the, the less I, I spend focusing on the size of the show and the mm -hmm. more it's just another show is uh, uh, I, I think that's the better way for, at least for me, to approach it. Is mm -hmm. like, uh, when I opened for, for Louis um, C.K. at the first uh, wow. JFL 42, I remember being uh, uh, way more nervous about Louis watching my set than the 3,000 people in the audience watching my set. Yes, right? Like the, the, the people out yeah. there, like, they've paid the ticket to mm -hmm. see him. I, I can bomb. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They're going to still have a good night. But I want him to mm -hmm. see me do well. And I remember I had my, my roommate at the time, Allison Dorr, another comedian uh, backstage with me. And they were t saying, you know, you're going to go on stage first and then you'll bring up Todd Barry and then Todd will mm -hmm. bring up uh, Louis. And uh, I was like, great. And then I turned to my roommate and said, there's a good chance they're going to say my name and I'm just going to puke in that bucket <laughs> over there. Yeah, of course. Louis C.K., my God. I'm glad you brought that up, K-Trev, actually, because um, we do kind of seek approval of our peers in that yeah. sense. Hey, this is Herb Irving, and I'm a lot of you out there going, who? Uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to our three-year anniversary special right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Dean Young, and we have a star-studded panel today. <laughs> I went from mixed bag to... Mixed bag to star-studded. I figure out the compliments as we go. Sure, sure. As, by the time I'm closing out the show, you guys are going to sound fantastic. Fantastic, right? yeah. We have Tim Steves and Martha Chavez in studio with us. And, of course, Sandra Carusi's niece, Alicia Carusi, our original intern on the show. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, you quickly learned some stuff and then took off and made it on your own, you know? That's, yeah. That's the smart way to do it. <laughs> We're just still here. Still trying to make it. Nothing is changed we were talking before the break about uh well finding your own voice in stand-up yeah and i think and martha started to touch on an interesting point which is audiences are smarter than sometimes we give them credit for oh especially now you they, know yeah audiences are very savvy and they can smell the fake yeah you gotta you be know? authentic that's the main yeah. thing now yeah the ones that you can fake that You're in. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> right. if you go out and you're trotting out, I just stole that from George Burns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's doing Burnsy. It's Burnsy. true though. Yeah. Like, so you have to ge be genuine in comedy, right. in show business. Once you can fade that, you're in. <laughs> oh, there's nothing sadder than like you know a comic just Charlie Browning out onto that stage and trotting out the same. It's like yeah. a script, right? Right. They can feel that, and it feels painful as a comic. Yeah, like, to be in that situation where you're like, oh, same exact thing as two hours ago. Connection, you know? connection to your audience is, is more is more, oh, totally. more important than your material more important than uh, the clothes you're wearing it's the most important thing that's, that's why you see comics that are superstars global millionaires yeah and you're like they can't write a joke what the hell's going on it's because they have a, a connection a cult like 
uh, laser yeah. beam control of their audience. And they that's do. a bigger yeah. gift yeah. than any other single thing in stand-up. They do. Yes. You can just, gra- they're grabbing that audience by the neck and just taking them it's, along for the ride. It's really magic when you see uh, an act like, yeah. you like know Russell. what I mean? Oh, well, Russell is amazing he's at a, it. He's a master of that. Um, it's something that you can't learn. Jeremy Hotz. Yeah. yeah. You know, Hotz walks out and, by the t- and if he's playing a big theater, and I've seen this with my own eyes several times, if he's playing a big theater, so he's got a good long walk to get to the mic out, yeah. in, out in the middle, by the time he gets to the mic, they are eating their knee. Yeah, laughing like yeah. they are dying, and and I'm in the back of the house going, "What, what the hell? <laughs> he hasn't done anything. Yeah. He hasn't said anything, and he's already crushing." And even before he was famous, because a famous person that you can anticipate what he's gonna say, mm-hmm. you may feel like that. But even before, like when, when before Jeremy was famous, he had that 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 charisma about it's this yeah it's this thing it's this electricity that you're sort of exchanging back and forth with the crowd it's you're a conversation it, it yeah. really is do you think it, it's a battle to preserve what stand-up was intended to be or i think safe room let's say if, if stand-up were a tightrope act yes you yeah. want safety in the sense that the tightrope mm-hmm. is safely you know hooked to the whatever is hooked and that the dangers that you're going to face are the normal dangers right. of a, of a tightrope that you know there is not an eagle that is going to come and, and, and <laughs> right. yeah that's yeah. right that's you're, right you're not walking on top of tigers but i mean something that that reasonable is safe i think that in a way is good and in another way people can exaggerate it because i did a show i did a show and i i just i have a show about my first communion seen through the eyes of when I was a child, when they told me mm-hmm. that I had to eat the body of Christ to a seven years old, you know, like, what? Yeah. And then a girl that was just fresh from Venezuela in the audience yeah. made a huge scandal. She felt unsafe that I was attacking her religion. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, if you know me, people. I don't attack people or anything like that. It's, it's like, that's when it's an exaggeration, when... When yeah. something that is innocuous can right. be misinterpreted. Yeah. Look, and you know but, what? There's the exit lady. I was going to say, I think why, you know, the whole word, I'm offended. Yeah. We panic at the we don't care. It's your right to be offended. Sure. Doesn't mean be we have offended, to jump and go nuclear. I don't nuclear. care. Yeah. I think people need to stay home more. Remember, I was complaining <laughs> yeah. about people need to get out more. Yeah. Now I'm, I've flip-flopped on that, and people should stay home. <laughs> Well, we just need the right people <laughs> yeah, we just, to leave well, their house. No, but I, I'm fascinated by somebody who's going to go out and spend 20, 25 bucks. To be mad. And then sit there and be shocked that they might hear a religion joke or a sex joke yeah. or some observation about something that makes, you know, I mean, what yeah, yeah, What you are don't, you doing? Don't you, Go to yeah. a PG movie and leave me alone. You it, don't want to hear, you know, racism, sexism, or homophobia. Like now, when I see certain comics that I actually loved... And uh, and I'm sure they would have progressed mm-hmm. with the times like George Carlin. Yeah. yeah, For example, he would have like his daughter says that he would ha- he always adapted to the times. Of course. But when I see certain things, I cringe mm-hmm. because I, I, I thought, why didn't we think that that was horrible? Oh, geez, you ever you, you, know? you watch yeah. Eddie Murphy Delirious in the last yeah. ten years? I cringe. Holy, holy geez, yeah. man, you couldn't do any of that stuff now. Everything yeah. is like uh, even over the last few years, like. I was thinking about, remember when the first Hangover movie came out? That right. whole paging Dr. F- 
scene and everybody was running oh, around yeah, quoting that's that. That's right. That's like six years old. You can't that say that just anymore. American, American, yeah. American yeah. Pie. Yeah. yeah. Go watch American Pie and if you don't but see think, me too there, there's no a lot kidding. of me too. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not going to go up there and do bits that I did in the 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's They're a, out of style. <laughs> we'll come back with more of that right here on Inside yeah, Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And there he was in the water. I saw his head bobbing up, and I, I killed the phone, and then his head's bobbing up and down. I thought, he'll never speak to me again. He's laughing like a, at the top of his lungs. And then he got up, and he walked across the water, and that's how he got that role as Jesus Christ in that other movie. <laughs> All because of Jeremy Hotz. <laughs> I did you that. You the for, man. I did that for Willem. So when you walk, when you when you're in movies with these beautiful women, right? What is like? Do you get nervous? So some of these They're women. Big no, I don't get nervous at all. Some you're of these women want to, you know, meet a guy that looks like Klinger from Nash. <laughs> <laughs> but you're funny. Don't you find that it doesn't matter because you're a guy. You're funny. You get any any piece you want. That's uh, so true. Come on. Yeah, but I'm the kind of guy, because of my anxiety and misery, that even when I do have that, it's not good enough. Get it? You know, like I, I could be with the most beautiful woman in the world and go, I can do, I, I, I can do better than this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is, or I'll notice one, or I'll notice one thing. You know, yeah. I don't like the look of the fourth toe on the right foot. Is that OCD though? No, it's not OCD. It's not. No, it's insanity. It's I'm crazy. I'm insane. It's just you know, I have anxiety and I'll, I'll look for bad things. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking what's changed in Canadian comedy during our three years on the air. We've been on the air three years to this day. We've had our original guest, Tim Steves, in studio with us again. Well, in Canadian comedy, we have um, we have Baroness Von Sketch, for yeah. example. Yeah. We, we have, I think there is a little bit more hope. For the people like me that don't want to move to the United States yeah. to stay in Canada. There is Kim's convenience. There are other things that you can pitch. I think that if we believe, we have low self-esteem in Canada. <laughs> we don't believe in ourselves. And then it's the true. industry accepts us like that. You know, they will never believe in themselves. That's right. So we have to fight. If you believe fight. it, they'll believe it. We well, and we're always fight. trying to figure that out, too, just because mm-hmm. we grow up next door to the States, and it's like, well, Brits are famous for dry humor. Canadians are still scratching their heads, like, well, what's funny about it? You know, right. we break comedy, but funny. we don't know why. I had an L.A. agent once take me out to lunch in Beverly Hills, and he asked me, he brought the owner of the agency with us, and the owner of the agency asked me, what's my what's my best case scenario for my career down there, <laughs> yeah. right? And I said, oh, I'd like to get a staff writing job and get started, you know? Yeah. And he started to get angry. I could tell I had disappointed him. He started to shake his head, and he looked at me. He said, man, they just beat the thinking big out of you up there, don't they? Yeah. Because he wanted to hear my name over the title, sir. Yeah. That's all he wanted to hear. Yeah. I want to be Tom Cruise. I want to be Lady Gaga. I want to be Jimi Hendrix. That's yeah. all he wanted to hear. That's true. And I, and from the Canadian, he gets, I'd like a little stop job. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, geez, man, they just beat it out of you yeah. up there. I want work. That's <laughs> it. That's all it is. I don't want to stay in Canada. I don't want to go there. And well, that's what we need to. We, we yeah. need more of the Tim Steves and Martha Chavez's of the world to stay in Canada. Yeah, you know we, we need try, to man. have triage and stop I, losing got, people. I'm, I'm currently wearing eight hats at once. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, I could right. have been Sofia Vergara. <laughs> yeah. You're Canada. You know Sophia. what? You are. You're the Canadian version. <laughs> I have the Kmart version and of, of course, Sofia Vergara. <laughs> Alicia Carusi's just sitting there listening to this, going, "Thank God well, I listened yeah, to the other Alicia side Carusi. of my aunt's career." Well, I have a Stay day in for radio. Alicia Carusi. You have to do one stand-up night. 
Yes. I have a disgusting <laughs> yeah. memory well, of your aunt. It's funny because when you guys are saying as like a stand, or in comedy, you have to have the writing side as well as the performing side. Yeah. So I have a little bit more of the writing side. I can't tell you at the Celebration of Life how scared I was to stand up there in front but of so many great. people. But once you do it, you get a taste for it and, it, and it's mm-hmm. all good. Well, but I, definitely the performing side is something you have to have as well. You learn. Yeah. It's like learning. It's like dri- yeah. riding a bicycle. Like, exactly. Uh, like yeah. uh, what was it? Doesn't she seem like the type that would cotton to it pretty quick? Yeah. yeah. You will go to it pretty yeah. quick. Do yeah. it at the underground. Everybody should do stand-up once. You inherited that for Everyone sure. in the whole Absolutely. world should do stand-up once in their life. Just yeah. feel, oh, feel sure. what that's like. I, um, you know. I, have, uh, I have a couple of friends, actually. One of them in particular said that because he knew of my aunt, he went to Second City classes and started doing stand-up and stuff like that yeah. just because he had listened to this show and he knew cool. that there was like a space for him if he ever... Yep. Got big. That's the so thing. So that that was so amazing to hear. People to hook you yeah. up with a with an um, a good amateur place. No yeah, lions, somewhere that's not horrifying. No penguins. And, uh, to no right. eagles. Right. Right. Yeah. Do I have to share Tinder dates again? <laughs> you don't have to do any of that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get you on Tinder tales too. And now for this week's comedy listings. Speaking of anniversary shows, don't miss our Tinder tales four year anniversary Tuesday, November thirteenth at the Gladstone Hotel. And stay tuned for December 10th when Yuck Yuck's Comedy Bar, Absolute Comedy, The Alt Dot, and The Corner Comedy Club are teaming up to do a food drive all across Toronto for this Christmas. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram at InsideJokes640 and on Twitter and Facebook at InsideJokes. We're going to cut the cake here. I want to say a big thank you, of course, to our late, great, beloved Sandra Carusi for starting this whole thing. Long we keep it going Sandra. every yes. week in her honor. Beautiful home she created for us here, and uh, we keep this thing going and growing. And, of course, our own Jules on the board here running the show for us every week. Thank you, Jules, for all that you do. Yeah, I'm going to clap for Jules. Oh, yeah. And our OG, our original producer. uh, Thank God he's back because I really don't want to do Instagram posts every week. Vince Tedesco (laughs) in the studio. We're going to cut the cake. Thank you uh, to our listeners for listening every week, keeping us afloat, keeping us on the air for three years. And uh, we're just going to keep on going. This has been Inside Jokes, three-year anniversary, and keep it tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto for the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. Russell Peters on Inside Jokes. Thanks and for let's coming. not forget Vinny Tedesco. <laughs> <laughs> and Ipuni. Ipuni. Which is Korean for common sense. No. No, that's what? Ikea. Oh. <laughs> it's what? Swedish for common sense, but made in Korea. <laughs> Um, let's talk about audiences around the world. So the the British are very polite. The British are very polite. Do the Canadians laugh out loud? The Canadians are harder to laugh. Are they really? A little bit. <clears throat> okay, I thought that was just me, my bad material. So now no, I have no, an excuse. No, Russell that's Peter part says, of it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> yeah. What's the funniest on the road story? Oh, I don't know. There's a Over lot the of them. I mean, they're funny. They're dirty. I don't know what. Yeah, dirty, dirty, dirty. They get dirty. You know what? You got, this like, is radio. Uh, Clayton, why are you laughing? Oh yeah. And she got That's like so uh, you went from Italian to caker like that. <laughs> oh, they just go nuts, eh? <laughs> oh man. Hey, bud. Uh, oh yeah. Probably. Uh, oh yeah. Probably laying the boots to them, eh? Right on. Oh yeah. Just just crushing it.